0: Hi, welcome to Story Hall. A podcast exploring the lore behind the most important stories in the world. So pull up a chair by the fireplace. And let us put a story in your hole.
1: (laughs) Hi, I'm Joey. Hi, I'm Kevin. Hi, I'm Brian. I'm Roger. Hey guys. Hi. How's it going? Uh, We need to uh, make a... A blood pact. ...opening statement real fast. This is Kevin's final... A blood pact. Never mind. Um, that will never that will never stop being friends forever, Kev. <laughs> we already did that one. Hey. Let's make a blood pact that none of us will ever quit the show.
0: Okay. <laughs> Shit. Oh, <laughs> oh. Fuck. oh. Hey, what happens if you break a blood pact? You lose your blood. Yeah. If you Shit. if we make a blood pact and you break it, I get all your blood. And I can do yeah. whatever oh. I want with it. What would you do with my blood? freeze it mm, i mean i like the idea of bathing in it you know because i mm-hmm. i've heard about like uh how witches will will bathe in a young virgin's blood and it'll keep them yeah, yeah. so maybe yeah. i give that a run you know
2: that's a lot of virgin blood yeah <laughs> yeah i've got a lot of virgin blood
1: <laughs> Yep, that's what i figure <laughs> what happens to you then you just shrivel into a little raisin little heavy raisin mm-hmm. i think that's how you ascend what wow. is what holds us back <laughs> It's true. Oh, that's that's why you know it's the pain leaving the body. I remember huh? hearing about that in The Last Airbender. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> hey, if I took all Kevin's blood and he turned yeah. into a literal raisin, yeah. would you guys eat him? Is he alive? No. Oh. You know in the uh, past people used to eat mummies? It'd be uh, like what well, I know. Is it is that real? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know when. I want to say maybe like early 19th century. Uh, people would grind up mummies and use it as like a spice weird was it good there
3: was a lot of like probably mummy fanaticism they'd have like mummy wrapping parties and stuff
0: yeah and so is, it, uh, is it also true yeah yeah it was wow. like a victorian english thing right
3: uh-huh. what else are you gonna do to flout, flout like your imperial wealth and to find yeah. another culture's dead and and debase them <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the, king, the king of another <laughs>
2: culture will take his dead body yeah. and i'll use it for spices <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know how if you eat another person, it makes like prions in your brain, you go nuts. Mm-hmm. Is that real or is that, is that just uh, that's an know. urban legend? legend. Um, do you think, I think that's real. But uh, also, um, that's why like cannibals won't survive for very long. But also, um, do you think that would still counts if you eat a mummy? Because at that point, it's, it's kind of like- litigate. It's more jerky than human, I would assume. Yeah. Hmm.
3: Oh. Is that what White Zombie was thinking about singing about White Zombie? More human than human?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> than <new> human. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you guys wanna get into it? Yeah, yes, please. Please. Yeah. Are we talking okay. about are we talking about mummy jerky? Yeah. Uh, we're talking about uh something similar <laughs> in but more liquid form. Oh, no. no. Yeah. Liquid jerky. Liquid <laughs> jerky. Uh, which is also called soda. Uh-huh. Uh, so <laughs> my, my question to you guys is, do you have a favorite soda? Oh, you oh, better yeah. believe it, baby. Okay,
0: hit us with it. I mean, it has shifted Let over Kevin time.
1: Let Kevin go first. like oh, oh,
3: Kevin go first. I have, I have Kevin, the least
2: Kevin. strong opinion about soda. I, like Orange Crush?
0: Just Shasta. Shastacola. Shasta Cola. <laughs> Shasta? You just outed Shasta? yourself,
3: Kevin. Oops. <laughs> so yeah, you sound like a real soda liar. noob.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just want to fit in. My
3: favorite is Dr. Peeper.
2: Dr. Peeper.
1: <laughs> With his
2: 37
0: flavors.
1: <laughs> okay. So, so that's Kev.
0: Uh, Roger, you can go I next. I drink the most of Diet Coke, but I think mm-hmm. if if all bets were off, I might mm-hmm. go Orange Crush too. Mm. Really? Yeah, I love it. But I just don't drink it that much because Diet Orange Crush, not great. But Diet yeah. Coke, pretty good. Uh, Brian?
3: I drink the most Diet Coke and I really love Diet Coke. But if mm-hmm. I had no no restrictions and I could just do whatever I wanted, it'd be a Shirley Temple every day.
1: Yeah, now That's we're talking. So oh, uh, what is that? Like Sprite and Grenadine and a, yep. and a cherry?
3: And a cherry. Okay.
1: I think that's more of a mixed drink, though, right? That's not really that's a cocktail. cocktail at that part. Yeah. yeah. All right, fine. Yeah.
3: Diet Coke.
1: <laughs> the Sprite isn't good enough for you. <laughs>
3: no, no. I do no, no. not want
1: to touch it no. all. It's weird. Like sprite. That's right. Yeah. That's good. Um, all right. So, it's, I mean, it sounds like um, uh, of you guys, we're predominantly Coke people here, right? Yeah. Is that yeah. safe to say? Uh-huh. Yeah, probably. Coke and Pepsi? Yeah, I, I grew so. up with Pepsi. And I think I might prefer a Diet Pepsi over a Diet Coke. Do you feel like you're a little bit more youthful and hip than we are? We're like old oh, man yeah. Coke, and you're like riding
0: your skateboard with your cool sunglasses, yeah, Mister Pepsi Kid over here.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that would you? Wouldn't you agree? I would agree. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, that's good because today we're actually we're not going to look at Coke. We're going to take a look at the company PepsiCo, but more so how weird they are and how much trouble they just get themselves into constantly. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> Are they the rascals of the soda world? They're the bumbling fools of the soda world. Oh no! <laughs> but it's it's also kind of delightful. Of uh, it's great, like a Mr. Uh, Magoo. Yeah, like a Mr. Magoo, like Mr. Bean, like yeah, Mr. Like, Bean. like Mr. Any anyone whose name starts a Mister, really, hey, Mister Mister Pepper, um, yeah, Mister Pepper, <laughs> Mister Peeper. Okay, so uh, sounds like uh, of of all you guys, then you probably would have failed what is called the Pepsi challenge. Um, for anyone who's challenge? unaware, what's, what's, oh, it's, uh, so in 1975, Pepsi wanted to promote their product as part of what is called the Cola Wars to cast shade on Coca Cola, their competitor. So they set up stations where random people could sample both drinks in a blind taste test and then they would pick which one they liked more. Hmm. And Pepsi won more often than not. Um, but it's speculated that the reason for this is simply because the contestants, weren't grading like the longevity of the soda experience, just the first sip. And since Pepsi has a sweeter taste at the first sip, they won more often than not. Also, did Pepsi put on this study? Yeah, but it was blind taste test, so like they ah, they, they didn't even mark them. They had them in, in, in basically one cup that was like a Q and one cup that was an M. And that's how they... Do you think that they're throwing away some of those Coke votes, though? Yeah, for sure. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, if I was Pepsi, I would just say... We won more often than not. Yeah, that's probably fate. fate for we fate did a sakes.
0: blind taste test, Brian and I, as friends, one time, and wow. I failed so bad. I think you that what it, tasted each other, to see if you recognize each other.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Friend I flavor.
0: Could, I I drank a cup of Pepsi and then and then a, a cup of Brian, and I prefer mm-hmm. the Brian nine times out of ten.
3: <laughs> I taste like olive oil. Oh, that
1: <laughs> that's makes true. sense. You probably do. Um, I did a, a blind taste test that was. It was water, soda, beer, and vodka, I think. Like different and, types of each? Yeah, and okay. you had to like pick out which one was the high-end vodka, which one was the low-end vodka, which one was the high-end beer, or which one was the Coors, and which one was the Bud Light. And I got, aced it, man, 100%. 100%. Nice. Yeah, so I, did I guess a, I got a good... did
3: a soda taste test because I, I love my Coke a lot, especially yeah. like my diet. And we put on one with 10 different ones where it was like a knockoff brand a Diet Coke from a can, a Diet Coke from a bottle, a Diet Coke from Fountain, oh. uh, a Diet Pepsi, a Coke Zero. And I got all of them right but one, which I'm pretty wow. proud of.
0: That's, that's good. Which, yeah, did that's very good.
3: Uh, which I one did you Which one did you not I get? I, I, think was, I, think
0: uh, was, I think it was Coke from a shoe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you'd think that'd be the
2: easiest one, but I yeah. guess not. <laughs> Tastes like foot. <laughs> <laughs> it really threw me off.
1: Yeah. Now, the Cola Wars are a longstanding tradition for Pepsi and Coke. And the rivalry goes back to the 1890s. Coke was invented in 1889, and Pepsi was invented in 1893, but it actually wasn't called Pepsi yet. It was known as Brad's Drink. No <laughs> way! <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Really light up. the yeah, original a guy name named... of Pepsi was Brad's Drink. <laughs> yeah, it was invented by a guy named Caleb Bradham, though, or Bradham. So I think maybe that's why. Um, I mean, but anyway, six <laughs> years after he created it, he renamed it to Pepsi. It was marketed actually initially as medicinal because it would relieve dyspepsia, which is just what we call indigestion today. <laughs> oh, interesting. Um, is that
0: where like yeah. Yeah.
1: Pep- Pepsid AC well. comes from? Yeah. Probably. Huh. Well, there's also another thing that uh, people were speculating. It has something to do. It's, again, like, is yeah, something like where Pepsid is something that could have been used as an ingredient in it or something, but they couldn't confirm that. So anyway, uh, the official uh, answer is dyspepsia. So... Oh, let's see here. Pepsi would go on to do all sorts of wacky marketing, such as building not one, but three different Pepsi roller coasters. Wow. So oh, Where yeah. were those located? <laughs> uh, the first one um, is in Blackpool, Lancashire. Uh, it's it's called the Pepsi Max Big One, and it opened in 1996, and it's still the biggest roller coaster they have in the UK. And then huh. we also have the second one. called the Pepsi Orange Streak. And it was built in the Nickelodeon universe in the Mall of America. Wow. And the the last one is called the Pepsi Python, and it's in Coney Island, uh, also built in 1996. I kind of wish they were a little bit more Pepsi-themed. Yeah. Yeah, they're not really at all. Um, But the last one, it partially derailed with a single passenger dangling over the edge of the drop. Oh, shit. And they had to close it down in May 2000. He wasn't hurt, but they closed it down after that. I was going to make a joke about how
0: many people died in in the Cola Wars. Um, but sounds like they almost got one, huh? Uh,
1: yeah. yeah. I don't want to give away too much. Foreshadowing. But what if I tell you. Oh shit, there is a body count. <laughs> there's a body count. By the end of this, you're going to see that, 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 they're actually, they're actually, they're actually, going to are oh, <laughs> crazy. Uh, now, uh, let's go on to the next marketing blender. Uh, so in 2008, there was a redesign of the logo. Uh, so I guess, first off, do you guys know what the Pepsi logo actually is? What? I mean, it's, it it's the yang? red and blue. It. I've seen people
0: draw it, so it kind of looks like a little chubby man with his shirt <laughs> pulling up over his belly. But I'm sure it's not supposed to be that.
1: Uh, I think mm. Brian's pretty close. It, it looks kind of like a yin and yang. You yeah. have a guess, Roger. Uh, do you have a guess, Kev?
2: No. I, oh, I mean, it kind of reminds me of like a barber's pole.
1: Oh, okay. an old oh yeah. barber's pole. All right. Well, I, <laughs> the first Google search, like they actually have an answer for you, and I'm just gonna read it to you. And we'll get into the details of this. The three part logo with a red top half, a blue bottom half, separated by a wavy white line, represent the American flag. But they also have other meanings. The colors are meant to represent the Earth's magnetic field, feng shui, is <laughs> <flagrace laughs> geodynamics, the theory of relativity, and the golden ratio. They just threw everything at it, huh? <laughs> what? <There's> the, <laughs> so maybe the blood that of can our get the princess <laughs> Yeah. So I get the American flag. But the other weird shit yeah. that comes from 2008. A man named Peter Arnell was hired for a million dollars to redo their logo, but his like design guide looks like a bunch of babbling bullshit about the Pepsi globe. Huh. Uh, and it, it's, it's anyway, it got leaked, and Pepsi got a bunch of flack from the public. But the Arnell group stayed firm on the design process. Here's a quote: He was asked about it. When I did the Pepsi logo, I told Pepsi that I wanted to go to Asia, to China, and Japan for a month and tuck myself away and design it and study it and create it. There was a lot of research, a lot of consumer data points, and dialogue that I had with the folks at Pepsi, consumers and retailers. We knew what we were doing. <laughs> Why? Why
2: is Pepsi sending somebody to China, show- Japan, and what was the other one?
1: Japan. I mean- uh, <laughs> China, Japan, and, and China. If you have as much money as
0: Pepsi, though, I mean, if I got hired by from by Pepsi to do anything, I would try to get as much as I can out of it, right? So I don't know yeah, if I, I mean, fault the
1: artist. He's just he's living just, his yeah, best life, pulling some source scam. No, it's definitely no. not the
3: artist's fault. Yeah, it's definitely Pepsi's fault. Be like, why do you need feng shui for Pepsi?
2: And then they made their label the American flag. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I want you to see
1: this this design guide. Here is a link. I'm just going to kind of walk you through a little bit of it so we don't spend too much time. Oh, this is a huge document.
0: Oh, wow. Joey just emailed Uh, us a a 27-page document with all kinds of graphs and charts. (laughs) Yeah, I'm still opening it. It's loading. This looks like
1: a cryptic... This looks like the work of a psychopath. It's called Breathtaking Design Strategy. Play with this DNA. (laughs) There's There's pictures of the Mona Lisa, some Greek temple (laughs) architecture... Um, let's go yeah. A
0: page from a medieval manuscript.
1: What the heck? <laughs> Super weird. <laughs> let's uh let's go down. Dude, it's so funny. And the words, if you read it, it sounds crazy. Every, the guy absolutely is a maniac. Um let's just kind of shoot down to um let's say slide uh twenty one, I think is good. Let's start twenty one. On okay.
0: Um <laughs> so you okay. see, yeah, go ahead and describe it, Raj. Oh, figure A is labeled the Earth's geodynamo. And we have a cross section of the Earth showing like the outer <laughs> core and the mantle and the inner core. And then like um, in a large section, which shows what looks like DNA strands, or I guess it's probably magnetic fields, huh? Mm-hmm. So it's showing what the magnetic fields are looks in like the inner fields. core of the Earth. None <laughs> doesn't <laughs> look, not look like Pepsi. Know, yeah.
3: <laughs> the, the first call, what's great is right next to that. <laughs> there's the Pepsi it's logo a, and it's just the Pepsi logo with like the white stripe going through the equator, which is probably just as
1: (laughs) reasonable as the magnetic. There's also Pepsi globe dynamics, which is very strange. (laughs) And then if you go down to 23 or even 22. Oh, I like this. There's a bunch of weird emojis of like groaning faces and smiling faces. That are also supposed to represent pepsi and it's just a bunch of images of these weird faces that look like pringle man well it looks like
0: you know how the pepsi logo is a circle but the white stripe is kind of a almost like a smiling shape it's basically different variations of that showing different moods by comparing it to like a a human face yeah yeah
2: Um, (laughs) which one did they go with I don't don't see the actual Pepsi logo on here. Which face does Pepsi represent?
1: (laughs) Who the hell knows? I like the
2: sleepy one in the middle on the right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay, let's go to uh, 26 and 27. So 26, we see a bunch of light paths and gravitational pulls of Pepsi. And then 27 is just this whole thing about light years and the Pepsi universe, which just has just a bullshit. It just looks like a bunch of Pepsi logos that were copy pasted onto like a radioactive symbol or something yeah it's nonsense the whole thing is just a bunch of jargon and nonsense it's
0: like the, a diagram of an atom but instead of electrons that are pepsi logos and it says x is equal to two light years
1: <laughs> what <Cool>. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs>
3: what No. So how did they find this person a dude, who who was must this have been guy the, a this
1: someone's friend or something and they is, scammed yeah Is there any part of you
0: yeah. that looks at this and you're like, "Oh, I don't understand art." <laughs> yeah. This is, <laughs> this, is a, this is a
1: shortcoming on my side because yeah, I can't I can't grasp friend. the depth this man's too smart of what's happening here. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, so Pepsi paid a million dollars for this book of nonsense. Uh, and this actually becomes a pattern. So whoever's running things at PepsiCo, they just seem to kind of throw large sums of money into weird things. So uh, in, in 1999, there was a promotion in which Pepsi drinkers would collect points by purchasing items, which had redeemable Pepsi points for getting items in a Pepsi catalog. The commercial that aired had a few teenagers. They're reading through the Pepsi stuff catalog, uh, and it would show this cool teen wearing a leather jacket and saying something like 750 points for like that's how much it would cost to get that leather jacket and then you'd see some sunglasses mm. and it would say shades 250 points and then an AV-8 Harrier 2 jump jet lands on the lawn of their high school <laughs> and it reads 7 million points and like the cockpit a real, opens like a real up. jet? Yeah. It's CG but yeah okay. it's supposed to be. The cockpit opens up and then we see the cool teen just uh, inside he's flying it and he's looking proud of himself. Now, What a cool kid. Yeah man. he's really cool now Let's say you wanted to get like a Pepsi skateboard for seven hundred points, and you only have how many Pepsi's is that? Mm, Well, I think each each Pepsi is I think ten points. Okay. Yeah, I think it's what it is, or maybe one point. I can't exactly remember. Mm -hmm. But let's say you want to get something for seven hundred points, and you only have six hundred and eighty nine. Pepsi would allow you to pay uh, via mail, and you would send ten cents per point, so you could split the difference and actually get the thing that you wanted. Okay. A crafty fella named John Leonard realized that in the fine print, there were no terms and conditions that would prevent you from outright buying an item via just purchasing Pepsi points. So naturally, he chose to send a certified check for, sorry, $700,008 to Pepsi so that he could just buy the advertised Harrier jet that popped up and said (laughs) seven million, million, which is worth $38 million. (laughs) And so Pepsi said, no, we're not going to give you the jet. And so he took them to court and the judge the judge ruled against him but his statements are really funny though how could he rule
0: against him that seems fair yeah
1: yeah, it seems fair but it was Pepsi's basically they said like this is clearly a joke any reasonable person could tell that that was just supposed to be Mm. a joke Uh, and so the judge ruled because of that he said the callow youth featured in the commercial is a highly improbable pilot (laughs) the the (laughs) teenagers comment that the flying Harrier jet to school evinces an improbably insouciant attitude toward the relative relative difficulty and danger of piloting a fireplane in a residential area. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> no school would provide landing fair. space for a student's jet, jet fighter.
2: <laughs> this is to say that it was obviously a joke. These are like yeah. arguments for that.
1: Right, they are just basically <laughs> defending Pepsi, so it's pretty funny that those words had to come out of a judge's mouth. <laughs> okay, anyway, the next big fiasco I want to bring up is a competition called Number Fever specifically the number fever competition that took place in the Philippines in the 1990s. Now, the Philippines is a really poor country, and in the 90s, the average income for a household would be about $100 a month. Well, at this time, Pepsi had a bit of a lottery going on in which the consumer would unscrew their Pepsi bottle cap and inside would read a number. When they announced the numbers, if yours corresponded to the winning number, you could win cash prizes. And the the best one of all of them, the grand prize was a million pesos, which is obviously be life-changing for someone living in the Philippines. So people started getting itchy. Reports were coming in that sales for Pepsi went up 40%, which means roughly half the population was playing this game. Moreover, people were spending their wages on this gambling fiasco, digging through trash and even fighting in the streets over caps. And all that comes to a heads when they announced the grand prize number for 349. Now, Pepsi had already seen a bit of violence in Chile over the competition. They were trying their darnest to be careful, but they had already used the number three hundred forty-nine on a previous run of prints for caps in an earlier lottery draw. And that means that there were just tons of three hundred forty-nine caps all oh, over, roughly no. six hundred thousand. Oh, wow! What? Six hundred thousand caps? To be one? Mm-hmm. There's only supposed to be one, but they may mis- misprinted. So. uh that basically meant that tons of Filipino citizens had the caps and won the million dollar prize. Now, obviously, Pepsi wasn't about to pay out hundreds of millions of dollars to everyone who won, uh, and they, asked, they actually acknowledged that they fucked up. <laughs> In the gesture of goodwill, they figured it'd be reasonable, instead of giving them a million dollars, they would just give $18 to anyone who had a cap. <laughs> <laughs> they can't so, be mad, they got 18 bucks. Uh, yeah, $18, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A good chunk of winners took the money, But the damage was done, and the already agitated people basically went into a frenzy. They took to the streets and started protesting with signs about how Coca-Cola was more trustworthy than Pepsi. (laughs) Then, they got super violent, and attacks on Pepsi-owned buildings and trucks became the norm for, like, three years. Specifically, obviously, initially it was the worst, but, you know, it went on for a little while. Eventually... Someone lobbed a grenade into one of the factories and killed five employees. Holy shit! A real shit. grenade. Mm-hmm. And another time, someone threw a Molotov at a delivery truck, causing it to fall over, and it killed a kindergarten teacher and a five-year-old child. Oh Also know. injured a bunch of other people too. Jesus. All in all, about thirty-five trucks or so were attacked, and Pepsi had to hire bodyguards for the delivery men. And then one protester who was just a passive protester while he was on the streets, died of a heart attack and his wife blamed pepsi for it claiming that if she dies here, her ghost is gonna haunt pepsi forever <laughs> <laughs> is that why
0: sometimes when i open a pepsi it, I, I feel a little ghost come out yeah,
1: uh-huh. yeah that's what that sh- on the back of my sound neck. is yeah. yeah anyway about three years later a 400 million dollar class action lawsuit was filed to get pepsi to pay out the winners america said this isn't an issue for us this is this is a philippines thing so uh, they, they kind of wanted to not be part of it, but the lawyer pressed forward and in one newspaper, uh, this is unverified, they claimed nine warrants were issued for Pepsi executives. Eventually, in 2006, uh, the Philippine Supreme Court declared uh, Pepsi clear of wrongdoing. And when all, when all was said and done, they ended up spending about $10 million on like legal fees, donations. They fully acknowledged that they were wrong, but they are like, look, what the, there's nothing we can do about it. We're, we're sorry. So they tried to like compensate people to the best of their ability. Man, what a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's move on to something a little less violent for a quick second. Cleanse the palate. Yeah. Okay. Do you, do you guys know who the Pepsi mascot is? Pepsi man. Pepsi man? Yeah. Pepsi you man. You can
2: see uh, early designs of him in this, this profile here. Oh, Uh-oh. really? This
0: faggot. He's, he's just like a, a muscly man in like a tight spandex leotard,
1: right? Yeah. But well, what's interesting is, well, I should say he's officially... The, the mascot for Pepsi in Japan. So oh. not official in the United States, but you know, he is deep down in our hearts. Uh, they, they hired Lucas uh, Industrial Light and Magic to create a full CGI silver man with a chain on his neck. Uh, and he's basically a superhero that will do whatever it takes to get you a Pepsi when you're thirsty. But he's also very clumsy and he just hurts himself at the end of every commercial. He does have a couple superpowers. He can jump really high. He can stop time for 10 seconds at a time <laughs> and produce infinite amounts of Pepsi. If you
0: can have one of those powers, which would you choose? Pepsi, infinite Pepsi, Stopping
3: time. Infinite but Pepsi, but you only get
0: you only get ten seconds at a time.
3: I could do a lot in ten seconds.
0: <laughs> like steel. And what's to stop you from doing it back to back to back? That's true. Yeah, you found a loophole.
3: I wonder what the recharge is. Ten seconds.
0: Yeah. Say you get ten seconds once a day, or unlimited Pepsi as much as you want. Oh. Uh-huh.
2: If this is real, I'd take the ten seconds. Ten seconds sounds great.
0: Yeah.
3: I would become a magician and then they uh, they wouldn't know how I was doing it because I was actually
1: magic. I would become a magician, but my
0: tricks would all be Pepsi related. So I'd be like pulling Pepsi out of a hat,
1: you know? (laughs) I would just make it fill up in someone's throat so they were just coughing on the carbonation. I would use mine for evil though. Mine's not a super, I'm a super villain. Okay. Um, uh, If you guys take a look in chat, there's three video links. And so I just want you guys to see him. I think he's worth looking at this is uh some other guy who was doing this other like he did like a like an hour and a half documentary on him and he found hd versions of the initial commercials because all the clips online are really kind of garbage but i think you should see him in his full cgi glory uh why does he have a chain it looks like uh
0: i mean it's he's so muscly did you get to the
2: 22nd part when he comes into the room and then does, like, an alien thing?
0: Yeah, this
2: is terrifying. <laughs> That's crazy.
1: Uh, it, I totally feel like he's just the Annihilation alien. <laughs> yeah, he's terrifying. He's totally terrifying. Seems like it, huh? very, very gross. Um, can you guys go to the second link for me as well? Um, okay. Because I want you guys to see that there's not only just a Pepsi Man. There's a, a Pepsi Man twist who has, like has lemon in it, but basically he has a yellow oh beanie over his head. And then there's also a Pepsi woman. This yeah. really big jiggly jug physics. Yeah, there's a boob physics. Uh, yeah, the boob what? physics
0: almost aren't saying. A- so listeners, <laughs> it's like a, a very like 90s, maybe early 2000s CG human figure. But with these giant jiggling boobs,
1: it's very inappropriate. This doesn't seem like I should be watching this. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm the bad boy. You know, I'm bringing, <laughs> I'm bringing all flavor and all the funk. The last thing I want to point out is that Pepsi Man wasn't the first Pepsi Man because a few years earlier in Mexico, comedian Paul Rodriguez was the original Pepsi Man. And I think that the, that commercial is just worth looking at real quick. So if you wouldn't mind just like taking a look at that third link for me. Is this a real Pepsi ad? hmm. In Mexico. Well, right now, mine's playing a, a Spectre Mobile commercial, but that's not the Pepsi one. <laughs> oh, I like this one. <laughs> the part probably he's like screaming, the, the close-ups on his face are great. Uh, so that's the original Pepsi man. man. Let's see here. There's more stuff to him. He was in some uh, video games and some commercials and stuff. Like, I guess there's 15 or so commercials and all. But uh, I want to get into my last story. And it's about how Pepsi once owned the sixth largest Navy in the world. <laughs> What wow! (laughs) So I have to give you guys a little bit of historical context for this one, but uh, I'll I'll try to get through it. Okay, Uh, during the Cold War, a man named Donald Kendall, uh, he worked for Pepsi. He was trying to work his way up the corporate ladder, and he figured, uh, you know, there was an untapped market in the Soviet Union, uh, and and but he needed an in like to sell. And at this time, President Eisenhower thought that we could seek peace by showcasing some of the more average American lifestyle stuff in Moscow. It would show people that lived in the Soviet Union that maybe capitalism isn't so bad. So he held an exhibition and sent Richard Nixon to give a tour to the Soviet leader Nikita Khrushchev. But Kendall got in touch with Nixon prior to the event and basically told him if Nixon could give him some publicity, Kendall would offer Pepsi-Cola's largest legal accounts to whichever law firm takes on a partnership with Nixon. So on the day of the tour... Nixon guided Khrushchev to the Pepsi booth so that they would be primed to have photos taken by the media of them drinking Pepsi together while they debated capitalism versus communism publicly. And they all got what they wanted. Nixon was laying the groundwork for political gains. Hendel got some positive media coverage of Pepsi for the Soviet people. And Khrushchev demonstrated to the public that he could excel in peaceful competition with the West. And it sounds like he got some free Pepsi. And he got some free Pepsi. Uh, He actually didn't like the Pepsi, so he he wasn't unused by it. He was fine with it. He's a Coke man, huh? Yeah. Now, Kendall had his foot in the door, and he was making some connections. He was trying to find a way to push for trade and sales in the Soviet Union, and Nixon went on to win the presidency in 1968. Since they had this work relationship, Nixon shooed trade deals in on Kendall's behalf, and he was eventually presented with this deal from Stoli Vodka, Pepsi could secure the rights to, to sell Stoli in America, while the USSR could now sell Pepsi in exchange. So as time went on, the Soviets were hoping to secure more deals like the Pepsi deal so they could keep like keep up with basically the leading capitalist uh, countries that money-wise because they, they realized what their shortcomings were and they were trying to like find ways to make money in case they ever needed to like buy food or trade goods or whatever else. Now, they had a nice relationship established with Pepsi for years and years, and eventually the Cold War started coming to an end In the late 80s, Pepsi no longer wanted to accept Soviet dollars because they were on the verge of collapse and therefore would basically be worth nothing. How are you going to spend that money? So, uh, but they didn't want to sour a bad relationship. So instead they organized an exchange. There was a great deal of money to be made from scrap metal and the USSR had that in the form of a now aging naval fleet. So they exchanged tons of Pepsi for 17 attack submarines, a cruiser, a frigate, (laughs) Uh, And a destroyer, securing the sixth-largest navy in the world. (laughs) Wow! What did they do with that? Like, why did they want that? Well, uh, at the time, it was pretty common to sell scrap. uh, And and America, we we knew that uh, of like basically that Norway was willing to pay pretty good money for it. And so Pepsi Mm -hmm. basically said, "All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna take these from you instead." And uh, I think they actually had to throw in some money. It was like I think it was like fifty grand uh, for each of the submarines or something. And they went, and they would sell that for a higher price to Norway, who wanted the scrap metal. Do you think? Do you think when Coke
0: heard that Pepsi was acquiring the sixth largest navy, they were sweating bullets? Like, man, the the cola wars really heating up.
1: <laughs> it's getting a little wild. Yeah, uh, it
0: was a
2: metaphor, but it's quickly becoming something real. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a beautiful tale of Pepsi, vodka, and warships. Um, a few yeah, other little crazy facts for you guys. I don't know if you guys know this, but PepsiCo. Uh, at least for a limited time, owned pe- uh, Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, and Wilson Sporting Goods. <laughs> Just of weird. course. Also, maybe a van rental company. I don't even know. I have no idea how they would even acquire any of those things, but they did that. They did that. Uh, a couple other facts. Uh, they had the biggest game show style giveaway in history where a series of 1,000 winners could be in another uh, like a lottery, basically, and they could potentially win a billion dollars if their numbers were pulled. A billion? Yeah, and the best part is that the numbers that were pulled... Were picked up from a monkey whose name was Mr. Moneybags. <laughs> um, okay, Did somebody next. win the billion? No, no. We had a couple million dollar winners. But mm. uh, when they pulled the numbers, one guy was off by like two numbers. And it was uh, like, kind of a bummer. Um, mm. uh, in Back to the Future, they had a future Pepsi called Pepsi Perfect. And on the 30th anniversary, yeah. on the 30th anniversary in 2015, Pepsi had a, uh, like a, um, a booth at Comic-Con. And they announced that the first 200 people dressed as Marty McFly would receive an actual Pepsi perfect. Wow. Do you think it was a different (laughs) recipe than just normal Pepsi? It was Coke. Uh, I guess we'll have to contact one of those. Yeah, just Coke. (laughs) That'd be the funniest (laughs) funniest break. And then the only thing I want to point out is that I was already writing this episode when I read like two weeks ago that there was some backlash Recently, it just happened at Giant Stadium. Which basically, what happened was uh Pepsi they offered free Pepsi's to anyone who had a season pass uh to go see Giants games. And the but then the catch was, it was you know people got there and they wanted to get their Pepsi's and they were limited. You could only have one per household and it was a medium size. And so everybody's <laughs> like, "What the fuck, Pepsi? You can afford to give everybody a few large Pepsi's. This isn't a yeah. problem." And so there was a like bunch like basically a Twitter Twitter's blowing up and much bunch of people were getting angry about it which I thought was pretty funny. Man, so they really like they can't get it right, huh? No, no. They <laughs> goof it every time. <laughs> uh, so I think it's fun. Uh, and I feel like that's appropriate that you guys all drink Coke and that was the guy who wants to drink Pepsi cuz you're I, a I, I goof it up sometimes. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So Coke is the responsible man drink. Yeah. Yeah, and Pepsi's the wild the wild card. Mhm. Uh. But that's that's it. That's all I wanted to say about Pepsi today. That's great. That's a that's a lot. It
3: is kind of crazy that like one of the biggest companies in the world, or at least like well known, is is such a yeah. yeah. You think there'd be like so just, many
1: people checking the facts on stuff like that? Yeah. But yeah. you know, the product is good enough. They seem to have endless money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, um, oh, uh, that's very fun. That's kind of very it. Um, uh, I guess. I guess. Uh, uh, goodbye, Kev. Bye, Kev. Oh, yeah. Bye, guys. Great.
3: Bye, Kevin. <laughs>
1: um, don't forget to, uh, to name your baby after all of us. <laughs> Storyhole yeah. Podcast. Yeah. Storyhole Podcast, <laughs> the baby. At gmail.com. <laughs> um, and since, we're, or since we're on, it, hey, if you guys want to uh, write us a letter and, and say congrats to Kev, uh, story whole podcast at gmail.com.
0: And follow us on Instagram at story whole Podcast.
3: Leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or
0: wherever.
2: And uh, and and blow a kiss. And it will find its way <laughs> to me. Blow a yeah. kiss into the wind. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the kisses.
0: <laughs> bye, bye, everybody, bye, guys. Bye.
2: Am I supposed to say welcome to Story Hill to be honest I, I just wrote down. Hello, everybody. Playtime is over, and now it's story time. Same thing <laughs> because oh, of you, on, Mateus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah right? You, you fucked this up, You guy. turned your Come back on. on God because God took your wife, uh-huh. and now you're like. Did the same thing and you're looking to A me, lot of people but like, oh, exactly. yeah. it's Gozarian.
0: <laughs> I don't know, they never really address what Gozarian is. Hey,
2: I'm
1: Roger the Rogerian, so it's something indescribable meaning? and I, think, I, think, I think that's fine. I, I hope, hope you, you find, find your life tonight.
2: tonight. So we were at the the Hooters, we'd just eaten all you can eat wings and we were leaving and Roger was trying to balance on one of those like parking stopper things for cars. <laughs> I do remember this, yeah. And he he expressed to us that he's never been able to balance very well. <laughs> and Joey told him that you gotta bend at the knees a little bit <laughs> to get your center balance lower. And he did that, and it was the happiest I've ever seen Roger. Welcome to the story Hall. True Love Awaits. Oh, I Ooh, like that.
1: Okay. Soaps, shoes, they last forever. Yeah, yeah you could, could buy them out. in 1997, though, otherwise you're fresh out of luck because they probably don't make them anymore do they have adult heelys i'm not
2: a an expert on cats but i feel like they use a lot of ways to express their emotions more than their mouths
0: that might be true but she's not a cat so well i'm not an
2: expert on humans and cat costumes <laughs> <laughs> That's good. how about that joke thought about so i'm glad you, i'm glad you thought did. about that joke also yeah, it's pretty- no, yeah. I do really like the song. Yes, Blue from Eiffel 65. I'd prob- I don't know. I want to do this. You are going to ruin some now memory. Yeah, I do. I love Highlights, Highlights magazine too. Can we talk mm-hmm. about that after? Every dentist office I've been in, I've been <laughs> practicing honing my skills. <laughs> what are you doing so far out in these woods, young lady? The one that's ass. a that's Baba Yaga impression. It's <laughs> <laughs> very good. You could be- a man face with the body of a spider or a man body with the face of a spider or a spider-ish looking body but all the ligaments and stuff yeah i can't wait this week i'm bringing you a story that i'm going to call the matrix <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Man, nothing gets me going like cool noodles. Yeah, gets rock hard. Can we shoot the shit a little bit? Yeah, man. I, love I feel like it. we ever shoot the shit anymore. Lee, I don't know who designed this guy, but they did a bad job. <laughs> it's just too much going on. Oh, there were some people that that got hit with the molasses, and then when they tried to do the salt water on them, they they just hardened, and they had the they were stuck like that. So they formed a game, and that was called the Cavity Creeps. <laughs> oh,
1: that's where the cavity creeps came from. Yeah. Uh, oh, in shit. the beer. Yeah. Man. So, can you imagine what I feel like with just, like, the carbonation up in your nose and stuff? Oh, God, that's awful. Yeah. Yeah. But at least you died doing what you loved, am I? Yeah. <laughs> I love basements. Drowning. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> or after Meta Knight for it's eating one of all about Meta Knight and his hand sucking. <laughs> so the mitten hands is a conflict with that theory of him being the same thing as Kirby Uh, but some people think that this might actually be because Kirby's a baby and maybe when Kirby grows up He'll have hands. I mean, it's very clear why why I was picked for this job. And What's such an be? important member. What's your angle, Cap? What are you going to do to distract him? I, I mean, the obvious choice is you just strip down for sure. Yeah. Uh, Control my strength. You're, you have, un- unknowing to you have become suddenly stronger in a vice grip that you had on his butt cheeks suddenly inflowed with (laughs) superhuman strength tear both butt cheeks that move was more than enough he's he's banished and i just look (laughs) shocked and sad (laughs) butt cheek in each hand yeah there's a a few skeletons looking like (laughs) and so loki freaks out and the best idea he comes up with is to become a real sexy horse (laughs) <laughs> he wants to become uh, <laughs> like the, the sexiest horse. <laughs> this is a an excuse because you always wanted to be
1: a sexy horse and can yeah. a way to be. It's something indescribable and I think I'm that's just me. fine. I hope you, you find, find your life tonight
2: That's how I knew <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old band
1: hey old mick he do a cool little old man dance for us all right (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: hey roger Uh what noise do you think um that guy made when he got the phone call saying that he he lost
0: the gig just like kind of like a, just a deep guttural. like,
1: uh. what do you think? I think it was uh-huh. a, yeah, I think it was a, uh-huh. but back, like backwards, they play it reverse. And so, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, did you
2: know I was a fancy man? <laughs> I was in the music man in eighth grade. Oh shit. Were, were you, you the, the music were, man? You him? were you the music man? No, I was Charlie Cowell, the the Anvil salesman. Oh, Oh, that's a great role.
1: Best character, best Yeah, for sure.
2: One of two kissing
0: scenes. Dirty dog. Kevin gets it all day, son. (laughs) Is that what you're saying, Joey? Joey?
2: Is this your idea? Are you saying
0: that that Captain Marvel blew up the twin towers, Joey? She should punch right through it. Are you saying it was an inside job, Joey? (laughs) <laughs> hello, hello! <laughs> <laughs> the lips, and then you go for the French kiss, and you open up your mouths, and then its yeah. little mouth goes inside and kisses kisses yeah. you again. Yeah. It's a double kiss,
1: and double kiss. It's a little hangy ball in the back of your throat. Yeah. And then that thing is had, it, you didn't realize that, that was his own little mouth all along too.
0: That's, that's an erogenous sound. I hate this. I hate what we're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see that for next episode. Next week, we do an episode just on which alien we'd like to kiss the most. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's season finale. Yes.
2: Yeah. This huge nerd over here. Yes, definitely. I love Pokemon. I have always loved, I was born loving Pokemon. I was born a Pokemon. Born a Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: he went hunting. I mean, so you think he should have given the the ghost the opportunity to explain himself?
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't just go killing a ghost in the graveyard. That'd be like me walking into your house and killing you there and be like, <laughs> I didn't know he was gonna be there. He held somebody down yesterday. <laughs> also. This is basically- thing <laughs> There's an American cartoon adaptation off this game, and uh, the running joke in that cartoon is that all the the characters keep calling him curiously attractive. That's because he's
0: like a fish man, yeah, right? Yeah, he's
2: like if he's he looks like a swamp creature, but he's got like a really handsome face. Yeah, it's
0: kind of like that movie, The Shape of Water. Yeah,
1: think yeah. about that too.
2: I really like the idea of taking a monster and then being like, but we're gonna make a real hot one. Yeah, that's. Re- <laughs>
1: He just seem so stressed out. I'm gonna help him relax by massaging Thank you. I'm gonna massage your eyes with, yeah. with my, with my yeah. eyes. Yeah. And that makes us Eskimo brothers. <laughs> that's, that's hey, right. hey, Roger. Yeah. A little wrong.
2: <laughs> I think he's trying to make an army of guys. I mean, yeah. You guys are being a little naive. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's gonna take over this nation. Once that Flavor Town hits, it's gonna become the new capital. Holy shit.
0: And the whole country, coast to coast, could be Flavortown. Fla-
2: flavor country. Yeah, it's all this national flavor town. <laughs> <laughs> flavor country. Don't. Okay, papi.
1: There you go again! Stop it! I can't relive that future again! I can't risk falling in love with you.
2: I've never heard someone speak so passionately. I think I feel something too.
1: No, no, no. It wasn't supposed to happen like this.
2: So, picture ancient Greece.
1: <laughs>
2: Impressive masonry and columns and statues, togas everywhere, nipples as far as the eye can see. Everything you could really <laughs> ask one for. One nipple. Only one nipple, Kevin. Huh? Yeah, just one, but lots of one nipples. <laughs> Unpaired nipples. Um, I want I want Joey to say what time is it? And I want Roger to say <laughs> well, no. That I want you to. Easier- yeah, it's uh, pretty rude to <laughs> not introduce yourself to somebody that you've just met, just touching them on the hand like that.
0: Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm Count Roger.
2: Mm-hmm. Count Roger. Roger, you're the owner of the new mansion, aren't it, you? Yeah.
0: I hold the D, baby. Hmm. <laughs> baby. <laughs>
1: It's something indescribable, and I think that's just fine. I hope you find your life tonight.
0: Da 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 da
1: da 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 There's a lot of passion in the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: can't believe you're abandoning us just because you surrendered to the biological imperative and propagated your genetic code into the next generation and because you probably won't be sleeping much for the next several months and every spare minute will be spent enjoying the profound love and deep fulfillment of raising your child into a happy and actualized adult. I mean, come on, man. Priorities. I guess this means that I will have to audition for the role of best friend to Roger and Brian and Joey. And when they inevitably choose me, we can all skip off to the woods and sit around the fire to tell stories about the haunted toilets of the Vatican without you. But, you know, if you can get a babysitter, you're totally invited to.
3: Hi baby Kevin. Congratulations on your cloning experiment. You now have another baby Kevin. Cheers. Kevin's not here. Kevin's not here. Kevin's not
0: here. Kevin's not here. Kevin's not here.
3: Kevin's not here.
0: Kevin's not here.
3: Kevin's not here. Kevin's not here.
1: Kevin's not here. What?
2: Kevin. Your gentle tone will forever echo the past podcast episodes in my heart. Thanks for giving us your whole, your fan
1: like the i I'll
2: see you in the cosmos, brothers. Give my regards to Roger, that crafty son of a bitch. This is Captain Kevin Kevtory of the Ashenair Space Mission. Over and out. Hi, Kevin. Just wanted to say thank you for all the laughs all these years, and I just wanted to wish you the best of luck with the new baby and your beautiful wife.
1: We'll miss you. Hey, Kevin. Thanks for the uh, awesome content over the years, buddy. And uh solid D&D story as well. Um, best of luck in the future. And, uh, you know... Alright, whatever. Bye. <laughs> hey, Kev. It's Joey here. Um... I, I guess this is goodbye. Uh, just wanted to, uh, to wish you well and, uh, and uh, say a few things if that's okay. Um, I remember when you first kind of <laughs> infiltrated our, our, our very exclusive friend group and, and we all loved you. Uh, that, was, that was a great thing. And I remember when you lived a few houses down you would come over on Friday nights and we would drink beers and then it would get too cold. (laughs) And so you needed, obviously it was so cold, man. You needed to borrow sweaters and stuff to get home. But (laughs) but rather than, you know, borrowing a proper jacket, you would just let me give you whatever weird clothes I have, AKA costumes. And so you'd end up running home in weird ass like clown clothes or like Spider-Man suits or whatever else. Anyway, that was a good memory. Um, obviously we can't do that anymore uh you know it's it's been 10 years and uh you've moved across the country just start a new a new life and a new family and and that's a, a great and an important thing and uh we're all proud of you for that um you know story hole was just a a, a thing a hobby of ours to, to make for fun and um it's you know it was never created to make us as rich as we are and uh and I'm glad that you were able to secure, uh, you know, a couple, couple of million so that you could start your family and buy that house. And, uh, and it's great. And, and you know, it's going to be sad to see you go because the dynamic is going to change. Um, but with that being said, we all know that you're going to be a good dad and a good husband. And, um, and, and I think, uh, I think, I think it's time, you know, you're going to go out there and you're going to do something bigger and better. And that's good. And, uh, of course, we talked already. We're still going to be maybe playing Dungeons and Dragons or whatever else. But, you know, things are just different now. And as much as I'm going to miss, you know, uh, seeing you around or even, like, you know, hearing you or talking to you when we're recording on Discord, uh, I think the big thing is that I think I'm going to miss those Fridays where we drink beers and uh, and it would be cold and, and you'd wear my weird, dumb clothes. Uh, and that's OK. That's just part of that was that chapter. And it was. A beautiful thing to have, and I was glad to have experienced it with you, and um, and I'm glad that you have a new chapter. And I think that your kid is going to be so stoked. And and anyway, thank you for everything, Kev. Uh, we're proud of you, and uh, frankly, we'll we'll miss you in the way that we can. Uh, and I'm sure at some point when we can, we'll see you. Take care, bud.
3: Hey, Kevin. My goodbye is going to come in the form of one of my favorite stories about you. Uh, it was one of the first moments where you lived with us at uh, Danger House and uh, we were having a costume party and you were doing a fusion costume of Chippendale Rescue Rangers, but also a Chippendale's dancer. And without really knowing anybody, you went for this really bold, shirtless uh, costume where you had a sexy little bow tie and a cute little button nose. Uh, I think it was more of a dale no a chip because dale has a red nose so i think you were really harnessing your chip uh and then for the whole night just kind of sexily swaggered around the room and after that i was like man that, that guy's super bold so anyways it was uh it was nice having you be part of the show it was nice for you to allow me to be part of the show uh and it was uh great being a cali boy with you see you kevin
0: my dear kevin it's me roger When I first heard you were moving on and leaving the podcast, it got me thinking about the nature of friendship. I think it was Helen Keller that said, I'd rather walk in the dark with a friend than alone in the light. I was reflecting on that when I came to the realization that for you and me, that that would be impossible. Because when we're together, there is no darkness. We make our own light. In the 1996 novel, The Notebook, Nicholas Sparks wrote about friendship. You're my best friend as well as my lover, and I do not know which side of you I enjoy the most. Maybe that sentiment applies to us even more than Helen Keller's words. I really can't say. It's not my place to say. All I know is that the truth is, everyone is going to hurt you. You just have to find the ones worth suffering for, Bob Marley. And if there's anyone worth suffering for, it's you. According to the famed comic strip Kathy, the only thing better than a friend is a friend with chocolate. And your bright smile is the darkest, fudgiest chocolate I've ever had the good fortune of tasting. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers to you, Steve <laughs> Cheers to you, Steven.
3: <laughs>
0: hey, this is Kevin's wife, Kristen. So, even though I'm not saying farewell to Kevin obviously. <laughs> um I just want to say farewell to everyone on the podcast and, um, just say how proud of Kevin I am of all he's done with it. Um, and I followed every single one and I just want to say thank you to all the fans and friends that we've made. It's been a great way to stay in touch and to find new friends. So, um, on coming. We'll keep following up with you guys and uh, know that this energy is going toward a little baby and our family. And so just thank you for all your support. Farewell.
2: Hey guys, it's my last episode. I just wanted to jump in here at the end and um, just say a quick thank you. Thank you so much for spending your time uh, with us, I know that there are so many podcasts out there that you could be listening to and to think that you come back each week for an hour or 45 minutes and listen to us do our thing it means so much you don't you don't even know and um, and all the nice things that you guys have been saying on emails and and being so supportive for the the show it's been so fun coming back each week and doing this thing and I, I just I just wanted to say that I appreciate you spending your time with us thank you and uh i'll miss you bye